Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Hope you've had a wonderful weekend, and we'll cap it all off on this Sunday evening with Cavs HQ. Again, Tim Elkhorn, Jim Jones, other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. And Jim, as always, great to talk to you. Hope you've had a great weekend. And boy, we're going to have a busy show coming up here in the next hour or so. Uh, A guy that sits along with us on the Cavs Radio Network, night in and night out, our pregame, halftime, and postgame host, Mike Snyder, is going to drop by and say hello and talk some Cavs basketball. Of course, a media day tomorrow and then Uh, Camp officially opens up on Tuesday, so we'll get Mike's thoughts as far as uh, what will be upcoming for this Cavalier team. And then, Jim, a little bit later on in the show, of course, uh, the Cavs in that central division in the NBA and uh, one of the teams that battles with us in that central, the Detroit Pistons. And, boy, they've got a a new look this year, especially with uh, number one draft choice, Cade Cunningham, wearing that Piston uniform. So we'll talk to their radio play-by-play guy, Mark Champion. So we've got a busy show ahead, my friend. Tim, you're all over it again. You know, this is a situation where the season is right in front of us. Monday, you and I both will be out there for media day. Of course, we'll take pictures. and uh, But the main thing, I just want to see how the young kids look. You know, this is an exciting time. This is the most excited I've been about a Cavalier team in five to six years, Tim. They have so much potential and they have so much added depth. Yeah, they sure do. And uh, again, with Mark Champion, it'll be interesting to get a perspective on one of the other teams in that Central Division. I'll be curious to hear what he has to say about a number one overall draft pick, Cade Cunningham. Uh, Granted, it was summer league ball, but Cade opened up some eyes out in Las Vegas. Yeah, he did with his physical size. I don't know if he's a – they keep saying he's a guard. I don't see it. Uh, They keep saying he's a small forward. I don't see that either. But what I do see is that he's a very talented young player. Boy, there's no doubt. So, again, Cavs HQ presented by Betway, Jim Jones, Tim Elkhorn. When we come back, Mike Snyder, as he usually does when Jim and I are on the air, will stop in and pay us a visit as well. So stay with us along the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Sexton left of the lane, down the lane, up in the left hand, and he scores. Sexton explodes to the basket and gives the Cavs a two-point lead. Right side, Garland fakes to three, shoots to three, buried to three ball. Darius Garland hits the three. Coro to the foul line, down the lane. Bank shot, no followed by Allen. Good on the slam. That's good action. Dribble penetration, defense collapse, leaving our big open. Have some of that. Oh, well done on the other side of the window. The dynamic duo of Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen as we welcome you back to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Great to have you with us. 
Again, hope everybody's weekend has gone very, very well. And for the Cavaliers, uh, it's kind of like the night before Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, a media day tomorrow at Cleveland Clinic Courts. And then, of course, training camp opens on Tuesday, and this 21-22 season will really officially get underway. Uh, first preseason game, October 5th against Chicago. And then, of course, the regular season will open up a little bit later on in the month of October. Cavs will be in Memphis on Wednesday, October 20th to start the regular season. Well, aside from the four of us here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, uh, I mentioned Kurt and Marty on the other side of the glass, uh, yours truly, Tim Elkhorn and Jim Jones. Uh, the fifth guy, as far as uh, Cavs radio is concerned, that's here night in, night out, every single ball game is Mike Snyder. So it's great to have Mike Snyder joining us. Now, Mike, do you now qualify for the Legends Chair? Are you now an official guest in the Legends Chair, or are you just... You know, one of the guys. <laughs> I think I'm one of the guys, yeah. Some of the guests of the great legend interviews you've had this year, yeah, I'll, I'll, I understand my role. I'm kind of like out of I'm out of juxtaposition here. Usually I'm in there where you are, Tim, and you guys are somewhere else, and I'm the guy that's outside today. But I, I like my chair right now. It's a nice, comfortable chair here. I'm actually on my couch right now, so that's good. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, uh, media day tomorrow, so uh, Cleveland Clinic courts will be swarming with media members, and then the Cavs will get down to work on Tuesday. So uh, really all three of us can just start chattering here as far as uh, what we're looking forward to as far as this camp is concerned and some of the question marks. So, uh, Mike, we'll start with you, and then we'll just kind of go around the table. Yeah, well, I think one of the things that Tim does is the fact that there is a media day. You know, when you think of uh, a year ago at this time, we were just really wondering, I think, when they were going to even start to play, if they were going to have the season. We knew they were going to have a season, but we were wondering, okay, how that was going to play out. And I just think that I look for the Cavs, you know, finally for J.B. Bickerstaff to kind of have a, quote, normal year. You know, he took over in the middle of a season, then the pandemic hit, and then last year really was nothing normal. I know Jim can talk more about it and the way the schedule was set up. It was just a, a tough grind. And, and now I think it's more of a uh, – it'll be a training camp that he can kind of work with guys. They brought a few veterans in to kind of help with the young guys. So I'm looking forward to hearing from him with some of the plans he has as to how things will be implemented. Of course, the acquisitions, uh, the draft pick, Evan Mobley, and then another seven-footer in Laurie Markkinen combined with Jared Allen. I'm really curious to hear what he has to say about how he looks at putting this together and the chance to have a full camp leading into those preseason games that you alluded to, Tim. Yeah, I agree with you totally, Mike. And uh, very seldom do you and I disagree but the thing that I looked at is that the Cavs have uh, seemed to have found a formula that works for them in developing this team. Of course, they're doing it through the draft, and that's very obvious. But uh, the in-house development, we saw some young players like Stevens and Wade and those guys really come into their own and start feeling comfortable toward the end of the season. And probably the most pleasant surprise, we all know what Sexton can do but Garland has just taken this whole franchise by the scuff of its neck, and he's carrying us right now. I heard that he played so well 
at the Olympic trials, there were considerations of even putting him on the Olympic team until all the injuries and some of the guys got hurt. Boy, that's interesting. And I'm going to offer my take here in a moment. But, uh, Mike, I want to swing back to you for just a second. Of course, uh, not only are you pregame, halftime, and postgame show host on the Cavs radio network, but uh, you do great work on the flagship station, WTAM, and uh, you'll be there tomorrow. So uh, what can folks anticipate on Media Day coverage on the flagship? What we'll have is really a, a full three-hour show tomorrow night, uh, Tim. Greg, Brenda, and I will be from uh, Cleveland Clinic Courts, and we'll be talking with, uh, you know, from J.B. Bickerstaff to various players, and, and then we'll have kind of a the media day special. That'll be tomorrow evening from 7 until 10, and it will be fun to kind of, you know, get really to even talk about what they, you know, were able to do this offseason, not just all basketball stuff, just to kind of, you know, get get a feel for the guys, uh, what maybe they were able to do this offseason, because you you got to shut it down a little bit. Everybody needs to get away from it. So kind of like to have some fun with the guys, because it is business for them as they get back to it. But it's, well, it's a fun show, and uh, we'll be on from 7 until 10 tomorrow. Uh, many of the interviews that we are able to, to do throughout the day on Media Day, uh, we'll have them on WTAM 1100 tomorrow night terrific and guys uh, as far as you know my take on on the camp and the preseason games is that uh this is really a critical moment for this Cavaliers franchise and for this team uh Jim you've been a part of many veteran teams and they come into camp they pretty much know what they have they know what camp is all about uh for JB and this staff uh and of course, uh, one of the great acquisitions from the Cavs not only was player personnel, but on the coaching side, bringing Sidney Lowe back. But uh, they really have to find out and do some experimenting with these players to see who fits with who and personality-wise and chemistry-wise. Uh, this is a very important camp to get this team off to a good start. And, of course, the early part of that schedule is grueling. So uh, they've got a lot to learn between camp and the five preseason games. So you guys agree? Tim, I agree that uh, the one thing that I was looking at was uh, what I think of the three major acquisitions. Of course, we know the rookie with uh, the kid Mobley, but to get Rubio and Markin and, and then the European kid Pangos, who I'm affectionately going to call Stretch Pangos because of his ability to shoot that three-point shot, those three guys are going to be crucial because the, I thought the weakest part of our team, in spite of the injuries, was our bench play. 30 points a game won't get it done coming off the bench. Puts too much pressure on your starters. Fatigue is uh, becomes a really the foundation for all of our injuries. Those kids had to play so hard and so long and played tough minutes when they were in the game, and the bench couldn't support them. But to bring Rubio and Markinen in along with Pangos, I'm really inspired as to what the Cavs can do this season. You know, Jim, just to kind of follow up with that, you know, you mentioned when they go to the bench and, and when Garland wasn't in the game or when he missed some time with an injury and then Delhi really was hardly played really last year to the, the end of the year. And, and it looks to me like they want to secure that, okay, you know, when Darius isn't in the game, you've got Rubio or, if, yeah. you know, if there's an injury, now you bring in Pangos. You always want to have somebody to kind of run that point uh, for 48 minutes, right, Jim? Yeah, I would think so, uh, Mike. And then the thing about it is that Rubio had an outstanding summer. I think he was the leading scorer on the Spanish team through the Olympics. And I heard that he played outstanding, played like he had young legs. And to get him and the work that everyone knows he did in Utah with uh, Donovan Mitchell 
and then other play, and then the work that they said he did with Devin Booker when he was with the Suns, and then up in Minnesota, you know how he ran things. He's a natural leader. Just think about it. Coming off that bench, you've got Stevens, you've got Wade, and possibly a Markinen and Pangos. Now you've got something to work with because you've got some veteran experience. You got a tough m- matchup in Markinen. And uh, it helps those young players really find themselves so they can focus on what they do best coming off that bench. All righty, guys, we're going to sneak in a quick timeout. This is great conversation. Cavs camp about to begin. Media day tomorrow, and then the guys get to work on Tuesday. And, of course, uh, we're fired up on the Cavs radio network. So stay with us. This is Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers radio network. seconds to play, so plenty of time for the Cavaliers here. This game is tied at 81. Parker will inbound. Crowd on its feet at the cue. Parker looking, looking. Bounce into Mo out near the middle. Four seconds, three. Going to have to hurry. Two, one. He sets, he shoots. He hits! Mo Williams has won it for the Cavaliers. Nothing but net. How about Mike Snyder on the call? Mike doing the play-by-play of a Mo Williams winner back when it was called the Q. Mike, how well do you remember that call and that shot? I remember. That was the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, Of course, that was, what, 2011, I guess it would have been. And, uh, of course, that was a long, tough year. But, yeah, it was a nice holiday treat. There weren't weren't many wins that year, Tim, and – it, Jim, as uh, we look back at that one, but Bo, Bo was right on the money on that one. I, I think actually, you know, it was like the lead, one of the lead stories the next day because the Cavs, after the, what they'd gone through and in in that win with Bo, because uh, that was when LeBron went to Miami. So it was the following year of that. So the Cavs were kind of under the microscope then, and that was sweet to see Mo make that shot. I, I do remember that well. Made a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Guys, as we turn our attention uh, back to this current edition of the Cavaliers, uh, again, media day tomorrow, camp opening on Tuesday. And, uh, Jim, you and I uh, last week had a chance to talk to a couple of our affiliate stations along the Cavaliers radio network, and uh, you do such a wonderful job with Q&A. And and one of the questions that we got, and I thought this was very interesting, was what will be the Cavs' identity this season, uh, one of the fans at one of those affiliate meetings uh, asked us that, and I thought, boy, that's a that's a good question, uh, guys. As we said, JB's going to have to find out a lot of things, but uh, identity. What will be the identity of this team? Yeah, I, I guess right now, I, I still think I look at this. Uh, that, that's one of the questions I think I have for JB. I want to see right. how they play and and how they utilize the size they've added with Markinen and Mobley. Uh, I, I still think, as you said at the top, Jim, Darius Garland, I think, is becoming kind of the, the hub, so to speak, and things will evolve around him. But I do want to see how they're going to move Mobley around. Markkinen's more of a three-point shooter. How they want to play, I think that's still a question maybe that uh, I don't think I have the answer. And maybe even J.B. is going to have to look and see what combinations work. You agree with that, Jim? Yeah, I totally agree because uh... – after Garland, you've really got to go to Mobley. You know, this kid is uh, so highly skilled. We talked about it the other night, uh, Tim and I, when uh, we were down in uh, Lorraine with some fans and people there. 
Mobley, you really got to build stuff around Mobley. You really do. This kid is so exceptional. They keep comparing him to Bosh. He's not Bosh. He's closer to a Duran because of his skill set. You know, when er, earlier when he was in junior high high school, this kid played guard until he got had that tremendous growth spurt. I watched him in some videos this summer, and he doesn't look down at his dribble. He's got a hesitation, a crossover. He's got a two-dribble turnaround jump shot in the paint, similar, very similar to Durant. He can catch and shoot in the short corner. I just think that they're seeing something in this young man that's got to make them giddy. And the reason I say giddy is because we don't know how good he can be, but we know that he's going to be exceptional. This kid is seven foot tall. He's 19 years old. He's got all the offensive skills. He has the temperament to play both ends of the floor. And he's more of a small forward than he is a power forward. Those are just labels. This is the kind of kid you put out on the floor and you let teams worry about how they're going to match up with him. Guys, I would think even though the Cavs have all this size with Jarrett, as Jim's been alluding to, Evan Mobley, Laurie Marketing. I think JB would still like to play an up-tempo game, though, don't you? Don't you think he wants to get up and down the floor? And, you know, the thing about it is I was going to say, Tim, that what struck me, to, as Jim was talking about Mobley, is his fluidity. Tim, we, we talked draft night, and that's what we had really heard about him. And then watching him in the summer league, he can get up and down the floor. So that is something, when you get some size like that, that you can you know move the ball like that and keep the quickness with Garland and Sexton and, and then and then a Coro. Uh, that's kind of an exciting thing to, to think about, that you'd be able to do that and have a couple of guys with that size and be able to do all of that. So I would think that certainly is something that they're looking at. I, I just throw it out there, Jim, you know, even thinking of that line, can they have the three seven-footers out there at the same time? I think you can uh, for a moment. I think you can for a moment. I don't, I don't think you can have a heavy diet of it because it would slow the pace of the game down. And to answer your question, Tim, uh, yeah, they have to play at a fast pace, and that's why they brought a Rubio in who can make threes, a marketing, of course, uh, we've already said what he can do from the outside. Hangles, that's what he does. And then if you put Garland in the mix and you put Wade in the mix, the only way you're going to have an advantage uh, as far as their possibility and potential for scoring threes is you've got to pick the pace up. You've got to look early in the clock before you start playing five-on-five. I just think that pace is going to be the key for them. The pace is going to be uh, something that Garland and Rubio have to come together with and Pangos because they've got to keep pushing it. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's fast break. It just means maybe you shoot earlier in the clock before the defense gets set. Guys, as you look back at last year, uh, the Achilles heel of this Cavaliers team, they just couldn't hit the long ball uh, consistently near the bottom of the league as far as three balls made, three ball percentage. Uh, Marketing can certainly shoot the long ball. We've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Boy, where did the Cavs improve in the offseason as far as that aspect of the game is concerned? Well, I'm excited to see that. Uh, Without question, Tim, Marketing can do that. I thought he was interesting, really, when he when we first saw him as a rookie, even in Chicago. I think that's a that's a great move for them. I'm really intrigued by it. And, and the other side of it too is defending the three, and that's why I even think with Mobley that I was right. impressed to see the size that he has that he can still get out there on the perimeter. I think it's kind of a two way thing with the Cavs. You gotta you gotta hit some, and you also got to get out there. And, and, and defensively, they've got to be better at that. I think that's a key area. 
I mean, Jim has talked about this for a number of years now, about the, the three-point shot in this game, and that is a key in this game. I think making them in and stopping the other guy. And the Cavs have really been at the bottom of the league now for several years in both of those categories. Well, you know, we talked about uh, about getting more talent, and uh, this is a very talented team, Mike, and you're all over it from, from the point of view that, that now the kind of players that the Cavs are getting are two-way players, guys that can score or a scoring threat, but can also defend. You know, we were so used after the loss of LeBron getting players who are one-dimensional, and you can't win with those kind of players night in and night out. The Cavs have definitely improved themselves. Good stuff. Mike, uh, you know how it is in radio. They say in basketball, ball don't lie, clock don't lie. We got to get out, Mike. So, uh, again, uh, this is great. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at Media Day and uh, all season long on the Cavs Radio Network. Do appreciate your time. Thanks, Mike. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. All righty. Mike Snyder joining us here on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Jim and I will be back after this on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. As part of the Cavaliers community COVID relief support, over the past year and a half, the organization has collectively funded more than a half million meals for those in need across the region. In addition, over 3,300 pounds of food have been donated by Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse to the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. Detroit Pistons play-by-play announcer Mark Champion joins us on Cavs HQ after the break on the Cavaliers Radio Network. You know, last year, Detroit had a great draft, I feel like. Um, you know, getting two all-rookie guys is is huge. Um, and it's a great young core that they already have. Along with Killian Hayes, who, coming off an injury, he's going to have a big year this year. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be able to join that young core and, and grow together with them. And we welcome you back to Cavs HQ. It's presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. They're on the other side of the window. I see Stacy Knox is over there as well. Stacy Knox learning how the dynamic duo gets things done. And, of course, uh, co-host Jim Jones. And you just heard that cut from the number one pick in the draft. Cade Cunningham went to the Detroit Pistons. And as we've been talking throughout the show, we thought it would be kind of cool to have the Pistons radio play-by-play man Mark Champion join us here on Cavs HQ, number one, to get his thoughts on Cade Cunningham and this Pistons team, but also talk NBA in general, as, of course, uh, we're ready to crank it up. Uh, Media day tomorrow, training camp opens on Tuesday out at Cleveland Clinic Court. So, Mark, great to have you on, and uh, you were able to listen in as to what Cade Cunningham said right there, uh, this dynamic star joining this very young group of Pistons players. Uh, boy, I would imagine uh, the excitement is, is kind of rising in the city of Detroit. Yeah, there's a little spark. You know, that's uh, it's great to be with you guys. Good to uh, good to talk to you. And uh, my best to uh, Stacy, by the way. She's our engineer when we come in there to uh, Cleveland. So she does a terrific job, real professional. But, uh, yeah, I, I think people are excited. And going into the draft, I, I think the question was, okay, uh, are they going to draft Kate Cunningham? Or are they going to trade that pick, or are they going to take somebody else? You know, so it was, it was uh, there was a little bit of that, 
but I think uh, everybody was very, very pleased that they did, in fact, take uh, uh, the player who is considered the best player in the draft. And, and you know, and who knows, maybe a generational player. We'll see. Time will tell. And um, I had a chance to spend a real brief period of time, as you know, with all the protocol uh, issues. We don't get to talk to our fellows very much. And uh, I did spend a little time with him at uh, Ben Wallace's Hall of Fame induction. So, uh a sharp kid, and I, I, I really see a lot of leadership skills in him. Jim, is he six foot eight? Uh, you know that's a good question. Uh, I, I think he's somewhere between six six and six eight. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean uh, it's hard to tell with all the hair. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah it, I wish I had that hair. By the way, <laughs> uh, me too. I think, as you know. Uh, you know, sometimes listed heights are uh, a little off here and there, but uh, uh, with the wingspans today of these players, it's incredible. Yeah. So I think you know he does have that, uh, whatever whatever size he really is. Yeah, you'll take it, right? You know, the reason I look at that is because uh, they keep trying to pigeonhole him as a as a point guard, as a two guard. I saw in the summer league he was even playing a little bit of three, which looks like his natural spot. You know, everybody's struggling to try to find a wing player or a three-man, if you want to call him that, a guy who has the versatility, do a little bit of everything. I was really impressed with him. I thought Jalen Green tried to show him up a couple times and point mm-hmm. to him and all that silly stuff, and he didn't and he didn't respond. He just stayed focused, and I like that in a kid. I, th- I think his upside is immeasurable. Yeah, very mature. There's a lot of maturity to him. He didn't take, uh, like you said, he didn't buy it on all of that stuff going on and and uh, I, I think that's going to be a, a real positive uh, for this team and and really uh, that's the thing that Troy Weaver's done with the with the team that uh, he's put together is all of these young guys who are 19 and 20 years old have a maturity level uh, you know Sadiq Bay and I think a lot of that came from playing for Jay Wright at Villanova uh, yep. Isaiah Stewart is uh, you know we, we, we say he's been Wallace and waiting and, uh, you know, Killian Hayes, who's had uh, international experience coming in, and, and now Cade. So it's, uh, yeah, I think we've got a lot of youth, but also guys who have high basketball IQs and a maturity level that's a little older than, than their uh, chronological age. Again, we're talking with Mark Champion. He's the radio play-by-play voice of the Detroit Pistons. Detroit, like everybody else, getting ready to get things going as far as the 21-22 season is concerned. And, Mark, you alluded to Pistons GM Troy Weaver. He has completely overhauled this roster. I mean, every player that you're bringing to camp, basically Troy Weaver has brought in in the last year or so. Just talk about this overhaul and and the type of team that Troy, along with head coach Dwayne Casey, is trying to build in Detroit. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, you know, he made a deal here a few weeks ago uh, where he traded uh, Sekou Dumboya, and so he was the last holdover on this team from prior to Troy Weaver uh, joining the club. So he has completely turned over the team. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing how he's been able to do it so quickly. And I guess that was one of the things about him that uh, uh, our owner, Tom Gores, liked was, you know, he didn't mess around. <laughs> he comes in <laughs> and, and, and does, you know, does what he needs to, uh, to get done. And, 
And he's, he's also added some, some veterans who are going to help us, like Kelly Olenek. I think that was nice. Trey Lyles, who can give us some depth at the four and yeah. uh, brought back Rodney Magruder. So there are some – and Corey Joseph. So there are some uh, veteran players on this team to go with all the youth. And, Mark, with all that momentum of uh, changing the roster, they changed the coaches too. Wow. Yeah, some assist- I mean- yeah the assistant coaches. They made uh, uh, quite a few changes there. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, I don't have much of the background there on why that was done. But, you know, as you know, Jim, I mean, every year the coaching staffs generally are going to change by yes, they uh, one or two guys who get offers to go somewhere else. So they want to they wanna coach with – somebody they have a history with, that sort of thing. And I, I think that yeah. was the case with a couple of our fellows. But we do have uh, basically yes. a new uh, a new coaching staff to go with uh, with Dwayne Casey. One of the guys uh, was Sean Sweeney, who everybody loved as mm-hmm. a defensive guru. And uh, I guess he went with his with his bud uh, down in Dallas, uh, Jason Kidd. But you brought in Jerome Allen. He's, he's interesting because I saw Stevens talking to him when he was with the Celtics quite a bit. He was pretty influential, I heard, uh, working with uh, Jalen Brown and the other kid. Yeah, it looks like that they have specifically brought in uh, coaches uh, with with you know tremendous background. I mean, Bill Bano is another one. Yeah, that's great. Been coach. around the league, uh, been around the league a long time, and uh, so he, I think they ended up adding, I believe it was four assistant coaches. Yep. Uh, because uh, Mike and Nori left, and then Sidney Lowe left, and uh, as you mentioned, Sean Sweeney left. Um, so uh, it seems like there's somebody else I'm leaving out. Oh, uh, I guess that's it. But they brought in, you know, and, and you mentioned Jerome, Rex Kalamian, who's been around a long time. And, of course, John Beeline is now on board, as you well know, John, and uh, he is in charge of our player development uh, oh, okay. Organization, so I think that was a tremendous hire. I mean, he's a good coach. He really is a good coach, and uh, uh, so I think he's been very, very helpful working with these guys in the off season. Again, we're talking with Mark Champion, the radio play-by-play voice of the Detroit Pistons, Detroit, and everybody else getting ready to start up the twenty-one twenty-two season. A quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk more with the radio voice of Detroit. That follows this on. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Hopefully everybody has had a wonderful weekend. And, of course, uh, for Jim Jones and I and everybody else in the Cavaliers organization, uh, we've been waiting for this week to arrive for quite a while. It'll be media day tomorrow at Cleveland Clinic Courts. And then, of course, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff and the staff will get all the guys together and get things cranked up with the first day of training camp on Tuesday. And, of course, the first preseason game for the Cavaliers, first of five, will take place against Chicago on October 5th, and then the regular season will open up on Wednesday, October 20th, down in Memphis, and we'll get it rolling. I know Jim and I are very, very anxious to get things started. We're excited about this team, and our guest on Cavs HQ is excited about the upcoming Pistons campaign as well. Mark Champion, the radio voice of Detroit, our guest on Cavs HQ, and 
Mark, we were talking earlier in the show about, you know, JB and the staff. There's so many question marks as far as an Evan Mobley and a Ricky Rubio and guys that are coming in that will be new to this team and finding out what the chemistry will be. And I would imagine for Dwayne Casey and his new staff, as uh, you and Jim alluded to during the last segment, uh, it'll be a very similar scenario. Uh, This becomes an important camp in those preseason games while – Certainly the score doesn't mean anything. Just learning about combinations and chemistry, uh, that's going to be critical for this young Piston squad. Yeah, we'll continue to be. I mean, that's why last year not having uh, the Summer League, not having the G League hurt some of our young fellows. I, I really believe that. And so the fact they were able to have a Summer League this year and, the, and we have now our own G League team, I, I think that's going to make uh, a big difference. I mean, like I said, most of our guys are – you know, 19 and 20 years old, and it's uh, it, it's just learning to play together. We saw tremendous improvement in this team. You know, we talk about it around here. It was entertaining to watch these guys. Uh, you know, we only won 20 games, uh, so it was a, a situation where for those who wanted the Pistons to get a high draft pick, that occurred, but it didn't take away from uh, the entertainment side of it. Uh, these guys fought hard. They tried to win. Dwayne Casey, you know, is is out to win. Uh, you know, he's not he's not out to to uh, to tank. He's out to win. And uh, they played very very hard. And we're in uh, an awful lot of games. And uh, could have won a lot more than twenty, but didn't. And and uh, you know, as it turned out, that was beneficial uh, in in landing the overall number one pick. So it was. Kind of a crazy year, but now that uh, that's passed us, uh, now it's time to see what these guys are all about and uh, hopefully keep guys healthy. And And it will be interesting to see how everything it's, – it's positionless basketball for the most part, uh, as you know, with the exception, I think, of point guard. I think that's still the one where you've got to have somebody running yep, the show. Exactly. You know, I was thinking, I was looking at some stuff this morning and. And, you know, that's always been a strength of Coach Casey's is his ability to develop talent. I mean, that championship team, of course, he wasn't there at the time, but those are all the kids that he had developed that no one had ever heard of. And he's doing the same thing in Detroit, you know, drafting and then uh, the in-house development seemed to be a fundamental with him. And they've shown some confidence in him. Uh, they've given him an extended contract. I think this Troy Weaver is outstanding. And, and, and just based on the turnover in one year and still be able to get young, talented players. And they kept the old man, Gugarich. They kept the old man, Tim. <laughs> How old is Gugarich now? Because I'm 71. He's, oh, he's got at least be, 10 years older than me. pushing 80. I mean, I think he's at least late 70s. So maybe... I don't know if he's hit the eight zero mark yet, but uh, he, he's a uh, he, he's a terrific guy. He didn't really travel with the team much, uh, you know, because of the COVID situation. So I'm not sure what his role is going to be with the team. Again, we're talking with Mark Champion, the radio voice of the Detroit Pistons, joining us on Cavs HQ. And Mark, I'm sure you, like Jim and I, really hone in on the team that you cover, but we certainly uh, keep an eye on other aspects of the NBA. And Jim and I recently have been going out to meet with our affiliate stations on the Cavs radio network. And Jim's been talking about the other teams in the Eastern Conference. And of course, uh, Milwaukee out of the Central Division, the reigning NBA champs. But 
boy, you look at moves that Boston has made and Atlanta, of course, uh, coming off that stunning playoff run that they had. Uh, how do you size up the East? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I think it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, you've got, I think, the legitimate teams that you know are going to be right up at the top, certainly Brooklyn right. and yep. Milwaukee. Uh, I think Atlanta. Uh, I think so. Uh, they should be there. But then you've got a whole group of teams uh, like Indiana. Chicago made uh, significant moves yep. uh, to upgrade their team, and we'll see if all that comes together. Uh, I, I think Miami could well be one of those uh, dangerous teams. Uh, you know, Washington made some moves. Uh, you know, you can't count out Toronto. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, you know, you got the New York Knicks. Uh, right. The, the, one, the one team that, that is a real question mark, we play them in the final preseason game, is uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and a lot of it obviously surrounds Ben Simmons and what's going to happen with him. Are they going to make a trade or, you know, what are they going to do? And are they on their way down or are they kind of treading water until they get all their internal things figured out? So, you know, Philadelphia is a team that I just, I am not sold on right now. You know, we'll see. What do you think of the Westbrook deal? Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, I, I always have been. Uh, we, we t- Mahorn and I talk about this, and, uh, and George Blaha does our, our TV broadcasts, and, and uh, they're, they're not as big of fans as I am of Russell Westbrook. I, I, I've always liked him, and I know he's, you know, I know he turns the ball over a lot, not a, but, I mean, my goodness. Uh, I mean, he's, he's probably the closest thing to, to Oscar Robertson. Not Oscar. There's only one Oscar, but uh, but he's certainly a great player. Uh, I, I it, you know, nothing surprises me today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, on, on deals that are made, and and Washington is another team that you know has been treading water, and and, and we'll see what they're able to do. You know, the Bradley Beal thing. Uh, uh, still hanging over him you know what what are they going to do with him so uh, i i'm i'm fascinated with the eastern conference i really am i, I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a battle well there's no doubt about it well mark uh, it has been a lot of fun to have you on uh, as i said uh, we're looking forward to this season getting underway uh, i think detroit and the Cavs uh, have a lot of similarities as far as young talent that coaches are going to be developing and to see both of these organizations grow and and mature it's going to be a, a lot of fun uh, not only for the organizations but for the broadcasters as well well uh, yeah hopefully we're going to get back to something that's uh, fairly normal uh, I, I was on nba radio uh, a month ago or so and and tim legler asked me uh, a question about a couple of our guys what are they really like and I said, well, I'd love to tell you, Tim, but uh, we, we haven't met any of our players. Uh, right. And we weren't allowed near them. And, and it was just that was the tough part of it, not really getting to know our own players. And uh, like I said, this, uh, the Hall of Fame ceremonies, we had three of our guys there, and that's the first time I'd met any of them. Wow. So um, we, had, we had guys come and go, and I never met them. It's interesting. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm hoping we get back to normal where we can interact with our fellows and, 
and travel and uh, just get back to normal. Well, you're preaching to the choir, Mark. Hey, it's been great to have you on. We really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you during the upcoming season. Yeah, that'll be November 12th at your place. So looking forward to it. All righty. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Mark Champion joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Jim and I will come back and we'll put the finishing touches on this week's edition after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. All sorts of thank yous to pass along, of course, on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin, joined by Stacy Knox. Boy, did she make the other side of the window look really good this week. So a great big thank you to Stacy Knox for uh, stepping in on the other side. And, of course, uh, Jim Jones, a great big thank you to you. And our guests, boy, two terrific guests this week, Mike Snyder, who you will hear game in and game out on the Cavs radio network as far as pregame, halftime, and postgame duties. And it was really fun to talk to Mark Champion, the radio voice of the Detroit Pistons. So we thank Mark for stopping on by. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's like Christmas Eve for everybody here in the Cavs organization as we're about ready to get this thing rolling. Media day tomorrow at Cleveland Clinic Courts. And then, of course, Training camp will open on Tuesday as J.B. Bickerstaff and his staff get all the guys together and get things rolling down in Independence. We are really looking forward to it. So until next time on Cavs HQ, this is Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening. And from the radio production studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, so long, everybody. <laughs>